Guys, we have an incredible athlete and coach here in Concord, New Hampshire. Her name is... Jennifer Fithian. She joined me on Coffee with Coach and just brought a great perspective from her achievements and experiences uh, from three different high school sports, Division One basketball, handball for the USA team. Like what? And she's now the head girls basketball coach at St. Paul's here in Concord. So really appreciate Jen coming on and had a great talk. Hope you guys enjoy it. Bye. See ya. Jennifer Fithian, welcome to Coffee with Coach. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Happy to be here. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, nothing like the afternoon coffee. Um, when I started this thing, I knew that I wanted to reach out to you because I've just kind of admired from afar um, what you've done yourself in sports and then now moving into the coaching realm, the coaching world. So um, I just knew I wanted to have you on. So really happy to finally make that happen. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, as I was looking at your bio and because, you know, I've seen you from afar, but I never really knew the details. So I Googled you and I was just amazed at all the stuff that you've done. Oh my God. So I want to go over a couple of things um, to get some background. So in high school, it says you're a 12 year letterman, soccer, basketball, and track. Does that mean you lettered in three sports for all four years? Correct. Wow. (laughs) Not many people do that, right? Uh, No, no. Um, It was, it was a thing at Bo. I know that a lot of us were, it was, it was a cool thing for us to get at Bo. Yeah. Can you, can you talk about your experience in high school sports? And I mean, 12 letters that must've taken some dedication. So what was the work ethic like and how did you balance that with high school social life? And can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I've played sports my whole life. I love it. It is who I am. I connect with a lot of my family through sports. So I think that's part of where the love of, you know, coaching and and just playing in general comes from. Um, Basketball has always been my main sport. um, So I always put the most time in that. Uh, My parents were very much like, you're either going to play a sport in a season or you're going to get a job. Uh, you had to do something and um, you had to see it through. So if I was going to start a season, that's what you're going to dedicate. It was before a lot of the rules where now I think there's a ton of rules of what travel teams you can do, especially in the public high schools um, during your school season. Um, but I was just never allowed to do both. Um, the spring track and field worked out really well since I would go and do my events and then I was allowed to go play AEU. So that's how AAU I did basketball. Yeah. So it was kind of doubled up in the spring summer I did AU. Um, and then soccer was awesome. Uh, love playing soccer, but it was also my two months that I did. I, I didn't play basketball. It was like a break, um, mental break. I got to go play. I, you know, I gave all I had in those couple months that I started, you know, preseason and went into it. Um, I hope that I love, love my, uh, soccer coach. That was, uh, she was one of my favorites. Um, so that was helpful <laughs> Yeah, to, to play hard, but yes, yeah, so I, I, I loved all three sports that I played. So that, that made it easy, you know? So going into one sport and then kind of returning to another one, I mean, does that kind of keep it refreshing for you and, and just keep it all new and, and more excited and obviously less burnout? Yes. Um, I mean, I would definitely get on my soapbox and talk about a multi-sport athlete. 
Um, I think that's so important. You, you kind of see all that information coming out now. Um, kids are facing a lot of pressure to specialize in something and specialize something in a, in a early age. And honestly, I mean, for me to go division one, it wasn't like I was this just ridiculously good basketball player. I was an athlete that was recruited that they were like, you know what? We see that your potential because of, you know, that multi-sport uh, aspect that you have. And we know that we can teach you what you need to at this, at this next level. So I think that's what really um, grabbed me my my Division One scholarship. Um, so I, I mean, that's again why I would just support that multi-sport uh, situation for kids. Um, I, I know it's a little bit different now, but um, I think it gives you so much more, and you, and you enjoy your time. Um, I you know coaching at NHI, I was always so sad when the fr freshmen came in, these 17, 18-year-old kids came in, and they were like, I'm burnt out playing basketball, and these kids would have had a great time playing and would have been huge for the team, but they were burnt out at 17 because they have been specializing at 10, and now they're not even playing at the collegiate level. So, you know, where's that balance that you don't want to burst anyone's bubble, you don't want to, you know, ruin anyone's dreams, but where's that balance of making sure that the kids are enjoying it? And I, I certainly enjoyed my four years in high school in all, in all my seasons. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, I, I certainly struggle with that as a parent. You know, I've played basketball and early on when my daughter was born, I was thinking, all right, great, this is great. I'm going to push her into basketball. And then obviously as, as they grow and you realize that they are their own person and the best thing is to kind of go with what they want to do, um, I, you know, trying to, trying to strike that balance with encouraging um, to, to try things. And, and I can help you with the things that I've been successful at, but I, obviously um, it's, it's more of what you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you talk about a little bit more about your parents you know, did they, did they encourage you a lot? Did they push you a lot? Or were you the one that was kind of jumping in there? Um, my parents were awesome. Always huge supporters. I mean, up through my collegiate days, I think my dad missed maybe a handful of games every year. And, you know, my home gym was five hours from here. Um, wow. So mom and dad were always in my corner. That was huge. Um, did they push, they, they absolutely pushed me, but not in a crazy way. I always, I was always asking for more. Um, and there's this one conversation, my dad and I, like, I will never forget having with my dad, um, maybe freshman year, maybe beginning of sophomore year. And it was like, look, dad, I want to go division one that, you know, like it came to me, I, this is what I want to do. Um, and I, I told him, I was like, you need to make sure. And I kind of gave him some things that I need you to keep me honest. I need you to push me. And he was game. Um, but it wasn't his idea. Um, even through the whole college process of figuring out where I want to go, it was almost annoying the limited feedback that they would give me. They'd be like, well, what did you think? You know, where do you want to go? And it was just like, can you just tell me where to go? <laughs> um, but overall, it was awesome support. I had a huge family on both sides. Everybody was in my corner. Um, I couldn't have been uh, more thankful for that. And just cousin-wise, uh, a lot of both sides are into sports so that, you know, it's, it's been fun to share that ride with all of them. Mm, certainly. So if it's in the family, that certainly helps. And then I think just general support is like one of the biggest things, you know? Yeah. Cool. Um, so getting back to your bio a little bit, you had seven personal state championships in high jump and discus. 
you won um, basketball championships at Bo one or two? One. One basketball, sadly, <laughs> just one. Um, so it kind of led me to this question because I, I have this question from Coach Irvin Harris. I don't know if you're familiar with him through NHTI. Yes, of course. Great guy. He sent a question and it's related to champions. And I was like, well, I got to make sure the person I'm asking is a champion. And then when I read your bio, I'm like, oh, this is, she's a champion. <laughs> so I got to ask you from Coach Irvin Harris. He just said, can you tell me about the attributes or habits of a champion? So do you think you were doing anything in particular or your teammates mm -hmm. um, during that stretch of the track and field championships or, or the basketball one? Interesting. What were you I, doing, I thought, other, you know, different than other teams or different than other than your peers that you were seeing? Um, gosh, that's, that's a tough, I, I would say what first comes to mind is um, just that, that perseverance and work ethic. Um, very cliche like that ne never quit you know don't give up type of attitude um i was in the gym a lot and i know the year that we won and years surrounding that we were a very strong team and the the girls just put the time in um we were challenged a lot and we always stepped up to the challenge um a couple of those girls were also on my soccer team um track team every you know both very small um, and they were, that was just their personality. Um, tons of grit, uh, kind of that bring it attitude and we're gonna get it done. Um, and very much a family. You know, you, your team's stronger when you're gonna pick up that next person. Uh, you know that you have your teammates in your corner. I mean, we go through that a lot at St. Paul's when we're talking to the girls, like you're only as strong as you know everybody that's on that team. And if people don't buy in, that's where you're gonna hurt even if you have a load of talent. So. I would say that's what sticks out most to those teams and those athletes that I played with in high school, for sure. Something, something that's standing out to me is your clear expectation of yourself of what you wanted to do as far as Division One, And I wonder if that's part of it, just setting high goals and, and being really clear about them. I feel like a lot of times with, with students or with athletes, they're somewhat ambiguous. You know, I might go this division. I might go that. I, might, I don't know what I want to do in school. It seems like you had more of a detailed, focused approach. Yeah, I would, I definitely would agree with that. I was very focused. I knew what I wanted, um, went through a lot of pros and cons, and I think gathered as much information as I could to figure out how to get there. Um, it was an interesting situation when I was in high school where Bo was a new school. So there was a lot more hoops I felt like I was jumping through just because everybody else was new to the process. Um, my family, I was the oldest of my sisters and I, and so I was first through the process just in that way. Uh, I often run into athletes right now that are very um, vague, like as you're saying, like, well, maybe I'll go D1, maybe I'll go to D3. And I'm like, <laughs> it's a big difference. Like, what do you want to do? You know, here, here's what your expectations are here at Division One, Division II, um, your commitment that you need to have. This isn't just a wishy-washy, maybe I'll go out for varsity type of situation when you get to the collegiate level. Mm. Yeah, so just being clear, maybe even documenting, being clear mm -hmm. about your goals, that's a... Good yeah, absolutely. Cool. So you went on to play at Binghamton University, Division One basketball, and then you somehow found handball, which is kind of funny. I saw a Facebook post from someone the other day because of all of this time spent at home and not much on TV, not much live sports. They're showing handball and somebody made a post like, I'm, I'm watching handball. I don't know what it is. Somebody please help me. <laughs> and I'm like, I know someone that, that knows handball. 
Um, so how did you find that sport and how did you, you know, find the USA team? That's so cool. Were you watching team handball though? It was team handball. It wasn't okay. me, but it was someone else. They okay. posted, I think it was team handball. Okay. Well the first, so this week on the, on the Olympic channel actually um, has been handball week. So if you, yeah, so check it out. Um, men's and women's is on there for like three hours every night. It's awesome. Nice. Um, so it's like a sport water polo on land. A lot of people are like, why are you in Europe like training against the wall by yourself? Um, <laughs> so uh, at the end of my collegiate career, I uh, had the opportunity to possibly sign a deal to go overseas and play basketball. Um, but I got an invite from the national team coach uh, searching nationwide for Division One athletes that were interested in trying out for this team handball sport. So um, luckily, the tryouts were about an hour from where we went to school. So I drove up for a four-day tryout. Um, you know, just it was a tough four days. <laughs> um, yeah. And then at the end of it, they asked me to be part of the residency program. And so I decided to jump at the opportunity. Um, I knew I was never going to make the U.S. basketball team. Uh, so it was just that opportunity to play for my country, um, to have USA on the back of my jersey is just kind of like one of those moments as an athlete that you're just, it was one of my proudest moments for sure to have that, have that jersey. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, so what is, what is unique about the sport? You've played a lot of sports. You know, how is handball different? Well, once America sees this sport, they are going to fall in love. Um, it is a combination of lacrosse, soccer, basketball. Um, it, it's physical. It's, it's um, more physical than a, a basketball game. I mean, I fouled up one too many uh, basketball games. And here's where I was... Um, appreciated by how physical I was. Um, so I, I, maybe I found my calling. Um, yeah, it's fast paced. The, the court's bigger than a basketball court. Um, lots of jumping, super athletic people. Um, and what was exciting is that they, there was a, every year, every couple of years, they went out and hard, recruited hard and found athletes that they fit, thought they could fit the mold and teach the game to. Very cool. Um, might people see you playing on, on the, uh, the Olympic channel? They will not see me on the Olympic channel. Um, so over my 14 years being on the national team, I have competed in two Pan American games. Um, so definitely the highlight of my career there as a professional. Um, so I played in the 2011 and I played in the 2019 Pan American games. Okay. What are they showing now? Um, world, uh, the European World Championship, I believe, is on right now. Oh, cool. um, and so that's the European um, team's qualifier to get to the Worlds and to get the Olympics. Uh, I didn't know if they were playing like older stuff because they're running out of footage, but they still have some current stuff going on. Yeah, I think it's been within the last year or so. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. People have to check that out. Yeah. Um, so you're the head coach of the girls uh, basketball team at St. Paul's high school. Very cool. And look at the backdrop and you're, and you're, yes. you're all geared out. This is perfect. Yes. Um, I want to talk about captains. I assume that you've been a captain um, of a team. I think you have for your college basketball team. I noticed, I didn't notice mm -hmm. about high school. Were you a captain at Bow high school? I was, I was a captain of all three of my teams. Um, was captain two year captain Binghamton and was a captain for a handful of years on the U S national team. Perfect. So I want to ask a question from Jason Atten, and he asked, 
this is another kind of simple, straightforward question. How do you decide who the captain will be? So I'm wondering what you did um, for your basketball team at St. Paul's. Mm-hmm. How did you decide? And what do you think about captains? And, and what do you kind of want from them as far as leadership qualities on the team? Yeah, um, that is a great question and something I often uh, am building on. Uh, so what, what I'm doing at St. Paul's right now uh, is something I stole from the Bowdoin coach, Bowdoin women's basketball coach, Coach Scheibels, um, and she stole it from like her wrestling coach or something. Um, but I am trying to create a... Um, uh, well, a, a program, if you will, for the captains. And uh, first and foremost, I am a big uh, fan of, like, I will never name a captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want my team to to vote for the captain. And it wouldn't just be one captain. I am in favor of three, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be one leader or at least two captains so that there would be um, a trio there. Uh, for the most part, we just had two this year, um, just because of numbers, uh, but last year we had two seniors and one junior, so it was nice kind of turnover, and that junior got elected as a senior captain. Mm-hmm. Um, we we asked the girls to um, stand up in front of their team and tell the girls why they want to be a captain. Um, the girls are allowed to submit questions, so it's kind of like an interview process, um, but being able to represent uh, what your teammates want and to stand for. You you need to be able to stand in front of people and talk to them um, and connect with them and uh, kind of walk the walk, if you will, as well. So I think that's really important and shows in your kind of like as you're building what you want for your captains. Um, We are also with that tie-in leadership council. So it's a representative from each form, which is in each grade at St. Paul's. Um, And with that, it's kind of like a team of leaders. Uh, We're still trying to play around how it works best since it's kind of more of a collegiate program, if you will, for leadership. Um, But it's great to have that freshman voice in there and be able to connect with the captains um, and to meet with them every once in a while. Um, we have a ton of communication with our captains. They know exactly what we want from them. Um, and we have a team contract, if you will, that the team builds together as well. So lots of moving parts. Um, that's a gist of how we kind of build our captain program, if you will, at St. Paul's. Nice. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds very substantial. And I think that's important to, to give a little more uh, qualities to it so they can know so that the captains can benefit from this leadership position i also see like a creative uh, community connection that i want to try to start implementing more where you're kind of challenging or encouraging the captains to be some sort of liaison to like communicate between either business owners entrepreneurs nonprofits Mm -hmm. in the in the community so that they can kind of i guess work on their networking and communicating skills and branching out a little bit more um from the sport, you know? Sure, sure. Um, I think I think that's awesome. I think being a captain, I think it's a huge deal. Um, it always meant so much to me as an athlete. And so, but you know, with that, they have a little bit more pressure on them, eyes are on them, we expect more of them, um, you know, and, and they know that, right? And we have that conversation with them, but it's like, you, you literally can't look cross-eyed, right? Like you have to hold the standard that you want all your teammates to act on. Um, so it's one of those things, um, uh, you know, I find even in practice when I'm like, 
hey, Susie, uh, you know, you can't do this. And it, it's that balance of the kid thinking you're picking on them versus like, no, I was just using you as an example. And like, you know, trying that balance, but as a captain, I need them to, to support everything that we're building, uh, reiterate what we're saying, um, uh, you know, even off all the, the captain conversation, the, conver the communication on the team is just make you or break you easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were fortunate enough to have two really great captains this year. They're both seniors, so we're going to have to figure something out for next year. Um, but they were just like amazing models, and awesome. it was nice to be able to point to. Um, and it's, it's so obvious. You don't have to even voice it. It's just like, there they are. <laughs> Watch what they do, you know? Yeah, that's, that's great. Awesome. Um, what are you kind of, what's, uh, what's now and what's in the future for you? Are you still playing handball? And what are you doing, I guess, in the off season for St. Paul's basketball as we move out of the, the COVID issue? Um, right now, I am technically not um, retired, but uh, I am nearing, nearing expiration. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm still playing club. I'm about to be 36. So um, it's about that time. I definitely won't make it for another quad. But for me, um, uh, just kind of like on that spotlight of, of uh, women's sports, I want to make sure I leave the program better than I, you know, joined it. And right now we're in a little bit of a lull of new recruits. So it's important for our team to show up at multiple tournaments throughout the year and uh, certain um, big milestones throughout the next quad uh, to ensure that we have a place um, in uh, qualifiers. So if need be, I, you know, my name's still in the pool. So continuing to talk, continuing to train to be ready if I were to be called on. Um, so that's where that's at. Um, St. Paul's wise, um, absolutely excited. So I'll be going into my third season, uh, looking to build the program for sure. Um, it's, it's definitely an interesting situation where unlike the public high school, you kind of can look at your middle school and, and see who you have coming up, up in a few years. Mm -hmm. Um, each year's a little bit different. Kids are coming in at, you know, freshman, sophomore, and junior ages. Um, so looking to build that program that kids want to come and play for me. Uh, a lot of the kids are not in state, so I'm trying to figure out if there's any connection, if at all, out of school. Um, but when the kids, hopefully all, you know, everybody goes back to school in the fall normally. Um, when the kids come back, they're really digging in with the, the new squad and figuring out what we can do preseason. It's pretty minimal at St. Paul's. Their schedule is rigorous um, and a lot of mine are multi-sport athletes, which I'm totally in favor of. Um, so trying to fit that into their schedule, but not without running them down is definitely difficult, but would love to get them touching the basketball before, before tryouts. Definitely. Nice. All right. Well, I'm going to put links for everything that you are um, connected with awesome. um, in the show notes, because I want people to look you up. You have a long list of achievement achievements, and uh, I, I, I really admire what I've been seeing from afar so thank you so much for for being on coffee that. with coach yeah and uh hope to see you soon awesome i really appreciate it thank you so much thanks jen bye bye, -bye.